is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. I have been waiting for this day for a long time. Wayne's super excited. I get to combine podcasting with my favourite movie franchise of all time, Star Wars. Yep. Star Wars Episode 7 has just come out by now. I will probably have seen it twice, maybe three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a midnight show in, um, in the IMAX. So really looking forward to that. But of course, I've already seen it. I'm traveling through time again. So we can't ask you whether it was good or not. Of course you can. It was good. <laughs> I've not seen it yet, but it was good. I know it is. <laughs> if that's not the case... I'll let you know in one of the later episodes when we record that, I'll be like, it was the worst movie. It won't. But I doubt it. I doubt it very much. So today, oh, introductions for newcomers. If you've not listened to the show before, where have you been? If we've coached you to listen to this because we had Star Wars in the title, then we've done a good job of marketing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But my name is Wayne Ingram. And my name is Jem Yildiz. And if you've not listened to the show before, this is not a Star Wars podcast this is a star wars episode even though wayne would probably love it to be i would love to do a star wars podcast (laughs) i would love 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 but uh this is actually about millennials mindfulness entrepreneurship entrepreneurship the digital economy and today we're talking about the things that star wars the seven things that star wars can teach you about entrepreneurship about being a badass entrepreneur oh yeah because if you've not watched star wars there's plenty of stuff in there plenty of good nuggets i was saying like i haven't really watched much star wars which is blasphemous to be on this episode to even say anything but then when you put up all the uh quotes i was like are they quotes because they sound like proper like philosophical right lines that's why star wars (laughs) is so good see yeah see i know what i I reckon they stole all these lines they pulled them from socrates and everybody else (laughs) and kind of just put them in a little green fella's mouth (laughs) probably 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 but it's all good. It's all good. And I couldn't pass up the opportunity when I saw that uh, Star Wars release date, uh, international release date, was the same day as an episode of the podcast going out. I was like, it's got to be done. I've got to do this. So here we are. Um, so what's the format of this episode then, Wayne? So we're going to go through some quotes. I think all of these actually are from some Jedi characters. I think all of them are. Let me just. Wayne, we should challenge your knowledge. Yeah. Mastermind, let's get the music. Mate, Star Wars <laughs> is my mastermind subject. <laughs> my parents, once for Christmas actually, um, Christmas just around the corner, um, decided one year they were going to buy me a Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Mm. which was a lovely gesture, except for the fact that nobody will play with me because there's no <laughs> point, because <laughs> I'm going to win. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a dedicated Star Wars shelf, guys. That's, that's how hard And I'm he's going. single. Uh, yeah, all right. 
All right. <laughs> hey, there are plenty of Star Wars loving ladies out there. Yeah. Do you want to give your number? Just num- not met me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give your number, Wayne? While we're at it. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Please. <laughs> He says as he's surrounded by Star Wars pillows. I'm, I'm sat Star- in my chair. I've got two Star Wars cushions. I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. You got your Star Wars uh, cup. Star Wars um, coaster. Coaster. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> None really. of which is actually planned. I've got a Star Wars calendar on the wall. He's a keeper. <sighs> I am. Anyway, we've gone four and a half minutes, and we've not even delved into the quotes yet. So uh, let's start with one of possibly the most famous. Star Wars quotes, not Luke, I am a father. It's not that one. It's... Do or do not. There is no try. Tony Robbins in a talk he was giving. Uh, If you've not checked this out, I I think if you uh, type into YouTube, Tony Robbins, do or do not, there is no try. I'm sure it will come up. Uh, In a talk, he there was a woman uh, telling him her story about her marriage, I think it was, and how oh, she yeah. tried everything. This video is incredible, actually. It is great. <laughs> she had tried everything, mm-hmm. she said. And he said, right, try and pick up that chair. And so she picked up the chair. And he went, no, you've just picked up the chair. I asked you to try to pick up the chair. So try to pick up the chair. And then she didn't pick up the chair. And then he went, well, now you're <laughs> not picking up the chair. Try to pick up the chair. Says she tried to pick up the chair. She picked up the chair. And he went, no, you've picked up the chair. I asked you to try to pick up the chair. At this point, this lady's getting so pissed off with him. She's getting <laughs> so angry with him because he's just being like, what are you doing? Try to pick up the chair. And then she's not picking up the chair and then she's picking up the chair. Um, and I think it's just, it's so, I think it's so easy when you've got a problem or something that you, I, to be honest, I do say it all the time when somebody asks me to do something, I'm like, well, I'll give it a go. And that basically means I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've started doing that recently and I kind of have to call my, myself my own bullshit when I say, oh, I'll try. And I'm like, no, no, Jim, what will you do? Will you do it or you won't do it? Just say it now. And so I've kind of got to that point where I know if I say I'm going to try something, or I think I'll get to it or maybe I'll get do it. Mm-hmm. I just need to, you, I think it's really important to kind of be really sort of definite in your purpose. Yeah. And I think it makes all the difference in your execution when you start saying, no, I'm going to do this, rather mm-hmm. than going, oh, I'm going to try to do this. Because you've already accepted that it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's like an instant defeat. You've accepted that. And I think as well, it means that you're going to go half-assed anyway. So even if you do try, mm-hmm. you're not actually trying. You're like putting half effort. You're waiting for the outcome that you've already set. Yeah. And, and also when you say, oh, I'll try, is also you asking permission to fail. Mm-hmm. All the time. Well, it's covering your back, isn't it, yeah. in a way? Going, I don't think I can do this, so I'll try. It's either I can't be asked or it's I don't think I can, so I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and by saying try in the sense of I don't think I can do it, you've already accepted that you can't do it. Like Richard Branson will often say, uh, if a client asks you for something that you don't know how to do, tell them you'll do it and then work out how the fuck you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's good because it obviously gives a bit of fire. And now you think, well, I've already agreed to do it, so I have to do it. And like you say, you'll just, you'll meet. And I think it's, it's I think Tony Robbins talks a lot about this. There's a lot of power in words. Words are so loaded. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think by saying I will do it, like which what Richard Branson says, 
is that it's that's it. It has to get done. Your brain now you've you've told your brain that it's getting done, and so it will do everything in its power to reinforce what you said it's going to do. And it goes back to laid with the chair. She kept trying, but nothing was happening. And so mm-hmm. that's that's what she's asked herself. And I know people get a lot of like funniness about this, especially when it comes to like affirmations and how right. you say certain affirmations. But I think it's true. It does make a difference. Words, words are certainly loaded, Definitely. and some of them are, are very weak words. And I think try is one of them. It's oh, one of those words. Such a it's so disempowering it's so like you're not it's not embodied it's not there's no power to it it's kind of just a weakness straight away yeah and i think it can get be a very dangerous thing to start thinking and i think especially like obviously this episode's going out before the new year and i think a lot of probably people are saying well next year i'm gonna try getting the best shape of my life or next year yeah. i'm gonna try to start my own business right. and i think that's a word that if that's what you're already thinking i'm gonna try like let's use this and use this what we're saying here as an example yeah. to actually be a bit more definite of purpose with what you're mm-hmm. saying go all in yeah well i mean just listening to the two sentences the difference in energy when you say i'm going to try to set up a business versus i'm going to set up a business mm-hmm. the energy difference mm-hmm. which i know energy is kind of a wishy-washy term but when you say it like if you're listening right now just think of one of your one of the things you want to be your new year's resolution and just say, first of all, I'm going to try to do whatever that is. Say it out loud and then say, I am going to do it out loud and feel the difference. And I think as well, what is another important point on this is that me telling somebody that I'm going to do that. So if I walk up to Wayne and say, well, next year I am going to get in the best shape of my life. Like he's way more likely to believe me and back me and maybe put things in my path to help me or actually get behind what I'm doing if I sound like I have conviction in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important for entrepreneurs because if you're going out there looking for a mentor and then you walk up to him and say, well, I'm going to try to start my business this year because I've got this really good idea and I'm going to try and get some money. And it's weak. Yeah. It's super, super, super weak. And they're going to be like, you don't believe in your idea. Get out of here. I'm yeah. not going to help you. And so if you're going to do something, you have to have definite purpose. So the next quote, yep. this is also one of my favorites, which actually I, I, I've watched Star Wars like, 500 times and this one only jumped out at me probably last year which is always remember your focus determines your reality it kind of links quite nicely into what we've just been saying about trying um i think when you start focusing on the negative side of things negative things are going to happen it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy um i always say to people you know if you behave like there's a problem you're going to create a problem mm-hmm uh, like when you say that awkward thing to someone and you think, shit, I feel really bad. I shouldn't have said that. I feel really, really bad. And then you only then make matters worse when you then go to them and go, look, unless they're clearly pissed off at you, like, and they've had a go at you. If they've not had a go at you, you're better off just not saying anything at all because you're you're only going to create the problem. But then going, look, I'm really sorry if I pissed you off. I shouldn't have said that thing that I that I said. And they're probably like, should I be offended? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as an example. And then they start having to role play their offendedness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think this one actually really ties in with um, Wayne Dyer, who's mm-hmm. that whole co idea about change your thoughts, change your life. And I think this is a prime example of what you focus on. So if you're constantly somebody who focuses on everything that's terrible in the world and everything mm-hmm. bad that's going on, your reality is that people are dangerous, people are negative, people are horrible people. And so his idea is that if you can change those thoughts, then you can start 
I don't know, seeing things in a, in a, in a way that actually is positive for you. So I see there's opportunity to create a business. I see that there is a lot of money out there for investments. I, I believe I, I have the power to go out and create a business. All these sort of ways of thinking are going to change your focus. And suddenly you're going to start to see the opportunities in the same way that when you focus on the car, you desire, you start mm-hmm. seeing the car everywhere. And it's that same thing is that your focus is now on the opportunities that are in the world rather than everything mm-hmm. that's holding you back. Right. And I think as well of, of cognitive bias. Oh, yeah, it's exactly that. This is it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you start saying like, you know, back in 2008, when people go in, there are no jobs out there. I did it myself. Mm. <laughs> but but what happens then when you start doing that is it kind of links back into the the trying thing what happens when you start saying things like there's no work out there is you stop looking because you go well i've looked and i've looked relatively hard but i know there's no work out there so really am i wasting my time from looking yeah i probably am so i'm going to focus my energy on something else <laughs> yeah so, so true. you or automatically accept accept defeat um on the flip side if you use cognitive bias to your advantage which is i even like the whole luck thing you know when we say to people right. people who believe they're lucky actually get more lucky mm-hmm. not that we're a big fan i'm not a big fan of the word luck but if, no. if you're somebody that feels that good things come to you they do yeah yeah <laughs> it's interesting actually there's another star wars quote which i nearly put in here uh which links to what you said which is um there's a bonus quote for you in my experience there's no such thing as luck which I think is very true. You can create create your own look, um, and it comes back to focusing on on the positives. So the next quote: Keep your concentration here and now, where it belongs. But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Do you know what's so really weird about this? Actually, it's what's like that? as we go through each quote, we keep having like a powerful teacher who this like totally embodies mm-hmm. and for the this one this is such like an Eckhart Tolle who is the kind of the right. power of now right yeah and so <laughs> it's weird this going this way but that's the kind of way it works is that in here we're saying actually keep your concentration on the here and now I mm-hmm. think a lot of what people do is they're time traveling the whole time so yep. they're looking in the future they're looking at the past mm-hmm. and maybe they're looking at the um the past for like we said in the previous one the, the past is determining their reality mm-hmm. or the future is something that they don't know what's going to happen because they're not sure what's going to happen then they're only going to try because mm-hmm. they don't know whether it's going to be successful mm-hmm. and so this one is super powerful and it's everything that Eckhart Tolle talks about is that there is power in the present because mm-hmm. at that time you're not judging what could be or what couldn't be you're actually being able to say you know what what is now I can control and I'm going to have a maybe a positive right. outlook on what's to come mm-hmm. it's such a powerful quote this one I often think um because I mean I've talked openly about um mental health and anxiety is something that i definitely i mean you know for a fact i definitely deal with anxiety i'm always going what do i do because if i do this this is going to happen if i do that Mm -hmm. this is going to happen and um one of the things that i've learned and taught myself to do is focus on what i know as fact right now in this moment what do i know for certain Mm -hmm. and then i just weigh up all of the facts i take out all opinion or subjectivity out of it and go this has been said to me i know this from that person or i know this from this experience therefore what Mm -hmm. um and it makes such a difference and i think so many of the decisions that we make as people are so often affected by uh our past and our future as you say 
that quite often we do ourselves a disservice by not focusing our attention, as the quote says, here and now where it belongs. Definitely. And I think that's where like our inbuilt imagination is kind of like against Mm -hmm. us. Like you say there, you've got these stories that are kind of reinforced from the past and you obviously you're trying to make sense of you're trying to predict the future obviously that's like a survival mechanism but sometimes it could be so disempowering that actually our amazing imaginations are working against us are telling us why we're going to fail and so i mean one of the best ways to get into now and obviously eckhart Tolle is a massive believer in is the idea of just meditation just breathing just enjoying the moment taking him taking a minute just to listen to all the sounds that are around you hearing our voices the tone of our voices don't even put don't even put like um don't try to actually identify the words that you're saying it's kind of really living in the now which is a very hard thing especially in our society yeah definitely it takes so much concentration and focus which i think quite often we we lack as a society but i think when you do take that moment just to be really present in the moment in the now um you enjoy the smaller things so much more the next quote A certain point of view? Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. Yeah, I think this one is definitely going back to the last one. It probably links in really, really well. Mm -hmm. It's kind of you can only... I mean, we build our reality out of our own experiences and it's kind of that idea that you're going to cling to whatever is your identity and we spoke about this on previous episodes about when a job becomes your identity when you do something consistently over and over again it becomes who you are it becomes your worldview it becomes who you are as your partner becomes part of your life cycle mm-hmm. the way your world works mm-hmm. and everything works in a certain way and it's like when an earthquake comes it shakes up everybody's reality yeah. and i think this is it because ultimately we are this ever-changing mm-hmm. being some of us like to think that we're in our ways and that's who we are i'm yeah. the, that's why i hate it when people say to me i'm the kind of person that does x and i'm like well you're not it's just at the moment you're choosing to be that person you've yeah. reinforced that yeah where we're way more we know neuroplasticity we know that our brain is constantly changing rewiring and so we're never actually stagnant or stuck in this one way mm-hmm. of being But if anything, we just love to reinforce what we do as it gives us our identity. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, even when people just get into good debate, I mean, if you listen to good debate, quite often neither person is wrong, particularly when it's something philosophical rather than uh, political um, because you have stats and whatever. But even with statistics... Even with statistics, you can take any statistics and create the narration that you want to, the narrative uh-huh. that you want to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because of where you're focusing your point of view. I mean, if you want to say something is true, again, it goes to that cognitive bias. Um, if you believe, if you believe that something is true, you're going to have everything around you uh, reinforce that narrative. Um, and you're just going to overlook the things that aren't going to reinforce that narrative. The power is in the idea of actually dropping your current mm-hmm. mindset towards something mm-hmm. and actually saying, you know what, this is what I currently feel is the best way to do things. But you know what, I'm open to see the other options. We interrupt this broadcast of Powerful Nonsense to talk about our sponsors for the show. First of all, we've got to thank the University of Northampton, who've been sponsoring us for quite a while. Uh, thank you to them for our support. Um, if you are looking to go to university and you're thinking about setting up your own side gig as well, your own business, then I'd say Northampton's probably the place to go. Uh, they specialise in social entrepreneurship as well, so it's all about business with a social impact as well and good conscience. So check them out. 
northampton.ac.uk. So also, we've teamed up with Fiverr. Now, if you don't know what Fiverr is, it's like a creative marketplace where you can kind of like pay people a small sum of money just to maybe write a blog post on your behalf, design a blog header, design an Instagram image or whatever. Infographics, all that sort of stuff. Even jingles for your podcast if you're deciding you want to compete with us. (laughs) Prices literally start at a fiver. That's why it's called fiver. And five dollars. So if you're in the UK, that's what, like three quid, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good. Sometimes they'll up it, but as a starting point, think five pounds. Head over to fiverr.com. That's fiverr with two R's on the end. F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. And when you get to your... Checkout. Checkout. That's the word I was after. You enter in the little coupon code... PN podcast, and we'll give you 20% off. How Decent. good are we? Decent. See, you tune in, we give you 20% off Fiverr. So with that out of the way, let's go back to the show. Next quote. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows it? I guess this one goes back to kind of the idea of who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. who's, who's in your company, and I think who you surround yourself with does go back to the other one about it, it creates your reality yeah whatever's in their worldview is in your worldview whatever they believe generally tends to reinforce what you believe mm-hmm. we've spoke about it several times if you're somebody that wants to get into good shape but everyone your f- friends is obese mm-hmm. then the likelihood is you're going to be obese because they reinforce the idea that it's okay to eat this much junk and i think there's the danger there where you're you're actively not aware you're the fool when you don't realize that the people around you are destroying what you actually want to do. So you yeah. don't want to hang around. If you want to be an entrepreneur, then you need to get your ass around entrepreneurs who are thinking mm-hmm. unlike the nine to five people, because there's nothing wrong with that. Think whatever you like. But if you're somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur, then it makes no sense to be getting your input from people who aren't. Mm. And it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kind of said what I was just about to say, which was, um, you know, if you're getting your information from someone who's misinformed, or uninformed then you're only setting yourself up for failure or you know you might be one of the lucky few that manages to navigate it anyway but if you're being influenced by people that know no more than you do then (laughs) you're the fool you're a fool yeah exactly and i think that's it i'm trying trying to find a nice way to put it but yeah you're a fool no you are a fool because the, the fact that the fool does not see that so if the fool has a goal but doesn't see, doesn't know what he needs to do or who he needs to surround himself with. So he'll carry on doing the same thing. Then obviously the fool is fooling the foolish and maybe the group aren't foolish. But if you have a different accomplishment you want to achieve and your group of fools do not have that data that you need, then obviously you're going to fail at it. Right. I mean, if you think about all of the quotes that we've looked at so far, if you're being led by somebody who has so much cognitive bias to their opinion that they're ignoring all the other facts that uh, contradict their view, um, you're a fool for following them. If you follow and are led by someone who uh, centers on the negative, you're only going to get negative results. Um, So just think about who you are uh, surrounding yourself with and who you're being led by, because sometimes it's better just to go off on your own and find another group of people. This one actually was not one that I was going to include originally, but it kind of, somebody reminded me of it and it just cropped up and I thought, oh yeah, this is a really good one. The quote is, I speak. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. No, no, Mr. Stay. 
Misa called Jaja Binks. Misa, your humble servant. Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think this is so true. I think nowadays we know with social media that everybody can have an opinion. Everybody could share something on Facebook. Everybody can create a podcast and start blabbering on about Star Wars quotes and how they'll make you into an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's the truth it is the truth and i think there is a certain level where people need to kind of say well how do i cure you've got to kind of create your own filtration system nowadays because there is so much information out there we already say that people are on information overload and so it's kind of like knowing who to choose to put your time into who to listen to maybe it's and say maybe it's into um, it's information but i think you have to understand like you have to have that ability to curate mm what the input yeah definitely and um i think sometimes it's it's knowing when not to say something i think is actually it shows more intelligence i think uh particularly emotional intelligence mm-hmm. um is knowing when just to say nothing at all i was actually thinking uh last night when you about, find it's quite difficult don't you sometimes they it's <laughs> no honestly honestly it's something that i have over the last couple of years, I've really had to rein myself in um, because I think I am a passionate guy and I get really passionate when I've got a point of view. That's not to say that I don't agree with everybody else or don't listen, but it, it is perceived that I don't listen by many, many people and has been perceived that I don't listen. I know I'm listening. <laughs> but other people don't uh-huh. so i've had to really rein myself in and know when and when not to speak and i was actually thinking last night about um that old kind of saying that your mum used to say to you which is if you've not got anything nice to say don't say anything at all and my god i wish more people would pay attention to that old uh the old little nugget of advice because I've seen particularly all over social media. Social media is a stream of consciousness for so many people. And I stopped posting negative stuff on social media a long time ago. I feel so much better for it. Occasionally something slips through the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, very occasionally. Um, because I'm a human. But sometimes it's better to just not say anything at all. And I think this one goes totally back to that whole idea or that concept of the identity and the ego. It's kind of like most people speak and everybody's guilty of this so everyone can't say oh, i haven't got that unless you are some sort of eckhart Tolle or dalai lama or something but it's, we're all trying to reinforce our identities and whether that's through our facebook profiles or mm-hmm. timelines or through the things we share online like we're all out there doing that but yeah it's, it's a really important quote especially nowadays i think that the ability for people to speak mm-hmm. is available to everybody and it's sometimes yeah. like you say sometimes there's certain people that just need to stfu <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's us who knows yeah, maybe it is but nobody's told us to stfu just yet so, so if you want to find us on twitter under <laughs> pn underscore podcast hashtag stfu <laughs> yeah, the thing i love about that quote as well i'm going to put my neck on the line here I think that's one of my favourite quotes of the ones that we've done today. We've still got one more, by the way. Don't go anywhere. But what I love about this quote is it's directed towards Jar Jar Binks. So take that prequel, haters. Screw you. Don't know what that means. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Gem. The Star Wars fans that, are, that, hate, pre- that hate the prequels, they'll know. Anyway, <laughs> off on my to, Star on to Wars our final, ep- final quote. God, this has gone quick. <laughs> I know, but half an hour. See, Star Wars is great. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Twelve past six. Well, they anyway. might have, they might have switched off after that last quote. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe these guys should shut up. <laughs> anyway, the last quote. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. This one is all about, again, getting too, I don't know, solid in your own belief system. It's kind of this idea that obviously we've gone through our lives up to all the ages we are now and we've collected everything that kind of creates our current reality. Mm-hmm. But the only way to continue growing is to challenge it. Right. And so this is that idea that goes back to Nassim Taleb's kind of anti-fragile is the idea that you kind of have to stay loose in your opinion. Bruce Lee, be like Walter. It's kind of that mm-hmm. idea that um, if you if you go through life and you, you keep picking up all these things that are now your beliefs, and then you get stuck in that way. Then suddenly your only way to become fluid again and to become someone who's open and who's growing again is to actually slowly unlearn these things or mm-hmm. challenge them. Yeah, and I mean, particularly now is is a prime time to kind of bear this in mind. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of a revolution. If, if now, if there's any time to start unle- unlearning stuff, now is probably the time. And I, you know, I think, and also I think uh, we get so caught up in, well, this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you can really empower yourself and others a lot just by going, well. This is how it has been, mm-hmm. but really, is it how it should be? That's so important. I think that is the idea that the only way to unlearn is to kind of question what your current belief systems mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've, and and this is kind of goes back to knowing <laughs> me knowing when to shut up. But uh, <laughs> I have for a very long time challenged everything that's thrown at me. You can throw some fact at me or whatever, and I'll go no. Tell me why I should believe that, and I'll argue the toss until mm-hmm. somebody goes, "Well, this is why," and then I go, "Ah, right, okay, well, then that makes complete sense mm-hmm. um because I had that realization when I was a kid that actually science isn't equal to fact mm-hmm. all science is is what hasn't been disproved mm-hmm. um and so fact is well, I think we in our talk we talk about the half life of um a fact mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that textbooks are changing every yeah, year, new, things get out new of theories, date very, yeah. very quick. Um, and so it's just knowing that sometimes it's maybe a good thing just to challenge what people are feeding into you. Um, and then it also goes back to who's the more foolish, the fool, the fool or the fool who follows him. Mm-hmm. That's quite hard to say quite quick, actually. <laughs> um, and yeah, and just, just pay attention to what inputs um, are being given to you and just challenge them, question them. Um, and be willing to just go to disregard something. Some people will go, oh, it's a bit rebellious of you. But sometimes great things happen when people go, well, no, that's not right. I'm not doing that. That's the actual, the amazing part of social media is that I think people Mm. are questioning. I mean, we can now have a voice. If someone like the whole, if people go to war, whatever they do is now, if 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 the government make a statement, suddenly everyone on Twitter has given their opinion, and it actually yeah. has the power to sway that mm-hmm. because people are saying, "Oh, I have an opinion. I can question mm-hmm. your choices," mm-hmm. and I think that's where there's a great power mm-hmm. in actually the ability to kind of just not take in everything on a surface uh-huh. level. But then also bear in mind that the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, you just need to stay in the now and meditate. <laughs> Uh, so we should probably wrap it up. Those are our seven quotes. Before we wrap up, which was your favourite? My favourite? Um, 
probably one of the ones that I've probably been practicing the most is this idea of being in an hour of sleep for the last year I've probably meditated at least I try to meditate every single day mm-hmm. and I think there's a massive ability to have clarity or just to kind of stop time traveling I think that's what everyone does mm-hmm. so much and for me it was that which one was it the um uh on your anxieties keep your concentration here and now where it belongs that is the one keeping it where here and now where it belongs i think that's such a powerful thing for everybody i think obviously our brains are so active and so just being able to take the time out to just be mm. like i'm just appreciating this moment and it's, it's really satisfying and so yeah. i think yeah that one for me is the one that stood out what about you um you see i've always loved to do or do not there is no try mm-hmm. but you know what the one that's really made me kind of go oh yeah, is <laughs> the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. I think it's so relevant oh, yeah, right definitely. now, for right now, in the political climate and everything. Um, it's just making me go, yeah, people should maybe listen to that. <laughs> cool, good episode, cool. I enjoyed that. Let's wrap it up. I am so happy we've done that episode. Did that excite you? When I first suggested it, I thought, he's not going to go with this. He's not going to go with it. I don't mind, to be honest. I just haven't watched Star Wars enough to actually love it. I probably would like it. So we're turning Powerful Nonsense into a Star Wars podcast now, right? If that's what you guys want. <laughs> Please. Shifty no, eyes. No. Anybody? <laughs> so thanks very much, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Powerful Nonsense. I'm going to guess we've picked up quite a few new listeners. So if this sort of conversation is what you're loving, please do hit that subscribe button on the podcast app or in iTunes. We would really, really appreciate it. And hit us up on Twitter, PM underscore podcasts. You'll get all of our little thoughts, episodes, blogs straight onto your feed. And um, if you want, if you're less Star Wars inclined, uh, Jem's in charge of our Instagram. So I'll let you head over to there. It's powerful underscore nonsense. Uh, we love your support. And uh, go see Star Wars, the new one, if you haven't already. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks very much, guys. We will catch you next time. See you later. May the force be with you.